What does it take to get beyond the damage of words? I'm Katrina Collier. Join me each week as I explore what it takes to step into a happier future. My guests are sharing their stories of when they realized that they needed help and what it took to take that first step so that you leave inspired and maybe even start on your own path to self-love, care, compassion, and of course, happiness. So without further ado, let's hear their stories. Isaac Harvey, welcome to Beyond the Damage of Words podcast. I was so going to say with MBE, but it was just too many words. See, I can't do this. <laughs> no, um, we met, oh, memory says it was at the Personio conference and then I randomly ran into you on the South Bank and then I've stalked you on LinkedIn. But it's good to have you here. Welcome, welcome. Yes, thanks for having me. You're Appreciate welcome. It. So the reason I got in touch with you is because I saw your post where you were talking about being given counselling at school and that you never really understood why. Yes, Did you ever get yeah. to the bottom of the why? Uh, yeah, I did after transitioning, well, having the mental health journey and uh, really understanding about my own well-being and uh, self. That's when mm. I kind of understood it. But at the time, it wasn't really explained why it was happening. But the school saw, saw something in me that I didn't. And because it wasn't really, because I didn't really understand it, because in her post it said, this random lady and they want me to share my thoughts with her and it didn't really make sense while I was doing that so yeah. I love the person who wrote the comment was oh, I was one of those random ladies <laughs> <laughs> yeah actually that was funny but yeah that's me one of those school counsellors but did you feel kind of singled out like what's it like as a as someone who is disabled and is young and is at school and those all, I mean, it's just being at school is awful any time. So did you feel kind of singled out? Yeah, I mean, I, I did feel um, definitely singled out and different in many different aspects. And and kind of these barriers I was putting on myself, you know, f- for example, my friends would be in relationships and I wouldn't be in a relationship. Um, when you're feeling down like that, you feel like you're the only one who's down like it. So you don't really yeah. want to speak very openly about it. Well, they gave me the opportunity to do so and I didn't. But, um, well, that's because it was a random lady. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't speak to random ladies. so <laughs> <laughs> That's so not true, by the way. So not true. <laughs> yeah. You just wheeled on in and spoke to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> to be fair, I was at the front of the room where I was supposed to be, though. Yeah, no. That's, but, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like that's such a big ask. I mean, I think that's a big ask of anybody. This is in your teens, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, this was... Probably in during sixth form. Yeah, it was so awkward at that time. Who wants to talk about emotions and dating and oh, awkward? So, so you said you had a mental health journey. Tell me more about that. What did that entail? Sure. So, um, let's go from the beginning, I guess. So, but I'll make sure I keep it short because there's a, a lot to the. Story. That's cool. We've got thirty minutes. Oh, thirty minutes. Right. Twenty-seven left. You can do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna do it short then. Um, yeah. So longer than twenty-seven minutes. When? <laughs> <laughs> Depends how much detail you want me to say. Um, <laughs> as much as you're comfortable. Yeah. So, um, as I mentioned about 
relationships and um well no when i so when i left school um i kind of was like fed up of school um mm -hmm. after just being doing you know the scheduled classes and things and i've always had a creative mind so mm -hmm. when i left school i said to myself i'm not doing the nine to five i've got to do my own thing so i left school um and started doing video creation and filming my adventures like skiing skydiving tall ship sailing um roller skating all all these different things that i would be <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah just... i haven't seen all of those i've only seen a couple of those floating around on the social media <laughs> oh, <right. Okay. laughs> yeah my history goes back a while um that did a lot but um, so I'd, I'd film these videos and I'd do it because I just enjoyed making these videos. Mm -hmm. And as I was making these videos, friends and family kept saying to me, oh, you should really talk about disability because you could really help people's perspectives and change people's minds and things. And I thought, oh, why do I have to do that for? That doesn't really make any sense. You know, I like making videos. Why do I need to talk about disability? So I kind of ignored um, my friends and family and they kept is, telling me is that. that because this is how you were born so you haven't known life differently i have known life differently and the aspect of you know not being able to use public transport because i remember when i was younger okay. there were steps onto the bus so i couldn't even get onto the bus oh, train oh, stations yeah. weren't as accessible as they are now so um yeah i definitely did feel different but because of the people around me they didn't really treat me any differently. So I kind of had the mindset of yeah. finding it easier to overcome obstacles yeah. when it came to my disability. So I did have that um, help me. Um, so that's why I, I, you know, whenever I found out things that could be done um, with a disability, I thought, oh, yeah, sure, why not? And then everyone would mm. encourage me to do that rather than saying, oh, no, you can't do this and you can't do that. So that really helped. So, and it, it was one of those things where it helped me get up every morning. Um, some days I just thought, oh, I can't be bothered to do things today. But my disability has always been my biggest strength. But I didn't realize that um, as I was going through this mental health journey. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, so I, I did the video creation and um, I loved doing that. and. I was given a opportunity to do a public speaking engagement mm -hmm. talking about disability and overcoming obstacles. And I thought, okay, sure, I'll, I'll just do that. And then I spoke about the different obstacles that I've just mentioned and yeah. how I still have a very fulfilling life. And people, um, the audience really liked what I had to say and they mm -hmm. gave me a standing ovation. And, um, and, and I remember uh at the end uh, another random lady um <laughs> i mean a lot of these random ladies by the way um <laughs> yeah there are lots of random ladies around to be fair <laughs> <laughs> she came up to me afterwards and she said you know i get a lot of pains in my legs and i'm always complaining mm -hmm. about life but after hearing your story i I've it's changed my perspective on things and I'm going to mm. see life a lot differently. And that's when the first time I saw the impact I was making talking about disability. 
So I started implementing that into my videos and sharing mm. more from a disability perspective and people were learning things from it. But, um, so it's, yeah, I was continuing to do that. And then I was given an opportunity to do a vlogging workshop. Um, to cut a long story short, I, it was a competition and I ended up winning that competition in 2017. And in school, as I mentioned, so I, you know, I wanted to always do my own thing and YouTube was one of those things where I really wanted to be successful in it. Mm. So I won this award and since it was partnershiped with YouTube and the Evening Standard things, oh, um, once, once I had won, I was in newspapers, I was on the, the television, so I was on This Morning um, and a few other channels. And I thought, okay, this is the big break now. I'm going to mm-hmm. get a million subscribers. I'm going to have loads of followers, uh, loads of money and things like that. Um, Did that happen? Well, that, it, it didn't happen. Um, <laughs> Damn it. It did happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but... I let the engagement get to me and yeah. for what, what I loved doing turned into, oh, I'm not getting engagement now. And I kind of lost motivation for it. So there was that. Is it, um, is it that you sort of, you, you had that, I mean, it's like the little notification endorphin thing, isn't it? But you had it on a bigger scale because suddenly you were on stages and on television and in the evening standard, like getting all this attention but it wasn't following through to allowing you to do. How did that impact you? Oh, it was very... Start feeling really low. Yeah, I mean, it was like I I was a bit conflicted because on one side I was... I really enjoyed making content and showing what I do, but mm. on the other, the engagement was getting to me and I thought, oh, what's the point of me spending hours on these videos and not getting any yeah. views? Because on YouTube, I, I think, you know, the most I would get was 100 views. And I would put a lot of time and effort into it. But I firstly did because I enjoyed it. But because of this big buzz, I thought, okay, this is the big time now. I've got to make yeah. the most of it. But it never really happened. And that really did affect me. And as I was saying, I, I've done all these really amazing things. But one of those things I didn't notice, notice this was... um I thought to be successful, I needed to have a good career and be the star and things. So that happened. Um, as that was happening, going back to the relationships, I thought to be unhappy in life, I needed to be in a relationship. And mm-hmm. because I saw my friends and again, wanting to be a celebrity or whatever influencer, <laughs> seeing other A-list celebrities, they never really showed negative aspects in their life. And they showed all these relationships and how, you know, it's all just happy life. And yeah. for me, I was all like... All show real. It's all, yeah. <laughs> all contrived. <laughs> so I, I looked at that and I thought, oh, you know, I need to be like them. Um, so, I, you know, I can't be happy otherwise. Um, so, I, so that was happening. And then the third thing which happened was I was now seen as this inspirational, motivational figure. And I thought, I can't talk about how honest I'm feeling because if I say how I'm, I'm feeling down today, who's going to take inspiration from that? So, you know, all those three things came together um, and it really got when me When was to this? Work. Was this still around 2017? 
No, so this must have been I I between twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen. Right. Around this time. So all of this kind of came to, oh well so another thing I've got to mention. So I eventually did get a girlfriend um mm-hmm. in twenty eighteen. Um and I I was I was like, oh yeah, this is great but internally I still wasn't happy. And I couldn't really understand why I wasn't happy. So I finally got what I, I finally got one of the things I've always wanted and I still wasn't happy. And because I wasn't internally happy, I became quite selfish. And, yeah. um, what, cause I finally, yeah, I want, I finally got what I wanted and I needed to make it right. So I became yeah. very selfish and obviously being selfish in a relationship doesn't work out. So it didn't no. really last too long. Um, and then, yeah, around a few months after it got to a bit of a breaking point, all these things came together and I thought, no, I really need to take a step back and learn why I'm feeling like this. And that's when... So um, what did you do when you got to that moment? So it kind you of... Went, was- okay. Because I've said so many times on this podcast, I realized something was up and then I didn't do anything. <laughs> and I'm, I actually don't know what I didn't do. Like I, I look back and go, why didn't I do anything? But I didn't. And I want people to do something. So did you have a like an aha moment? You went, I have to, I just need to speak up or I need to do something. Like what happened? So throughout the journey, there were multiple times where like self, there was, I, I would say I'll do something. Mm. And then, and then just fall back into the trap. And I, and I thought, oh, I've, I've just done something. I, I learned about it and, and I'm still falling down to feeling down and sad and yeah. all those kind of things internally, not happy. Um, but what I realized was I wasn't actually making an actual step. I was just saying I'm doing, I'm, I only said I would make the change, but I wasn't actually doing the action. So <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was Words, no follow through. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was just talking, no action. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty common. <laughs> so this breaking point situation, um, the first thing which popped into my head was, um, have you seen the film Lucy? Mm, mm, ages ago, yes. But like, yeah. you have to refresh my memory. <laughs> Yeah, so basically, it's a film about, um, I think Scarlett Johansson. Oh, yeah. no, 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 it's, um, Sandra Bullock, I think. I can't remember. One of those actors. Well, I'm not Googling it in the middle of a podcast recording. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I saw Scarlett her, her, Johansson when you said that, but I saw it so long ago. I was doing the, did I actually watch it? Or didn't I? Wasn't Harvey Keitel in it as well? Or am I now really waffling off onto the wrong tangent? <laughs> I have no idea. Um, <laughs> anyway, anyway, that movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in that film, um, the main protagonist used more than ten percent of her brain power, and for some reason that came into my head, and I thought it's, it's such a weird thing. But I I remember that film because I'd watch it maybe two three years prior. And I thought, oh, I'm just going to search that. So I searched 10% of your brain on to YouTube. And that's where I came across a guy called Bob Proctor. Um, and he was talking about the law of attraction and mm-hmm. how we think through and speak is the reality that we create. 
Yeah. And I was really, I was really fascinated by this. Um, it's so a bit really, shocking when you first hear it, though, isn't it? You're like, it was, oh. yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Stop that negative thinking, then. <laughs> yeah, it was just like such a revelation, really. I was like, oh gosh, yeah, everything's yeah. put into perspective now, mm. and I really took it upon myself to keep watching his videos, and then I came came across the importance of meditation, something I used to mock um, <laughs> when I was younger. Because I, I take you a while to meditate. It took me like several years. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm still on that journey. Yeah, yeah, I'm still on that journey because you know I was one of those people where people say, "Oh, meditation," and they breathe and they're all right. I was like, "How does that work?" Like, you know, that doesn't make any sense. Um, but yeah, have after you, have you heard? Like literally, this was this morning. So yeah. by the time the podcast comes out, it was not on trend anymore, probably. But the <laughs> the thing is, the it's apparently going down on TikTok, silent walking, because bless these poor young things who've been totally plugged in their entire lives are learning the benefit of not having a headset on and mm. walking, just walking and being <laughs> present. So it's a bit like you're saying, because meditating makes you do that, and it's quite hard yes. to do that initially. Oh, yes, 100%. Yeah, it's... So you were just uh, being bang on trend, you see. You were just silently meditating. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I was, I was there before it became on trend. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's... it's um, so I learned about that, and I kept learning about the law of attraction, and loads of different people would speak on it, and mm-hmm. I was, yeah, I really started practicing it. And I did that for a whole year, and it got to... So a whole year later... And I thought, yep, I'm at a good point now. I don't need to do any more meditation. I don't need to do any more learning about this. I'm, I'm perfectly fine now. Two uh-huh. weeks later, back to square one. And I was like, oh gosh, how did I get here? And then I realized it's a journey rather than an end destination. It, it, it is. And it never stops. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the it. The universe went. Yeah, sure, Isaac. Let us show you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. yeah. That's what it does. It's like, I gave you a lesson. You kind of learn it, but you didn't really. So yeah. just knock you down a peg, get you learn it again until you can go, I'm done. I've learned it. I've got it. I've got it. This is forever. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm still on that journey now and that's why I also learned the importance of honesty and that's how I mm. come across in my posts on LinkedIn. I like to be honest because it's it's real. Um, we all go through ups and downs, but it's also what was uh, it giving like me an opportunity you... to have the perspectives, different, you know, things. When, but yes. when you went on to the apparently professional social network, professional <laughs> network, it's certainly not social. Um, by the way, I did see, it's kind of ironically, I did see your post complaining about the impressions Yes. I, I think they make them up anyway because I'm getting engagement and really low visibility as well and I'm sure people are seeing it. I see all your posts because it's that typical <laughs> thing. We just Because we just connected, I now see constantly all your posts and you know, it's <laughs> what happened to everyone else. But anyway, um, what was it like when you first went on there and you just opened up and you laid it all out on the table and you just went, you know, what, I'm just going to be real? How did you feel actually the second you hit post? What were you thinking? Um, oh my god! So, I'm telling the world I'm having a shit day. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> um, I so well anyway. Like to start with, when I heard about LinkedIn, it was always advertised to me as the professional Facebook. Yeah, apparently. Thought, well, why, do, 
Yeah, why do I why do I need another Facebook for it? That doesn't really make any sense. Um, but I started on there to talk about wheels and wheelchairs. That was like the main yeah. premise, and I was hoping to parents you get professional people to see what we're doing, sponsors, donations, all that kind of thing. So that was kind of my first premise when I joined LinkedIn. But yeah. then it was July. Um, and I first heard about July being Disability Pride Month. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've, I initially thought Disability Pride Month had to do with Pride Month, but it was totally two different things. And when I learned about that, I kind of wrote my own, uh, take on it and the importance mm-hmm. of it and how I just learned about it. And I was kind of the first post on any social media of mine, which went viral, um, or semi-viral, where it got a hundred thousand impressions and many engagements and That's those people crazy. sharing it. Um, so that was kind of like very overwhelming, but it was also a time where I realized that people wanted to hear my story and what I have to bring to the table. So yeah, it's kind you of like that. Like your truth and just people yeah. just like, yeah, amazing, isn't it? Yeah, people want to listen to what I had to have to say, and that's how I've been able to implement the wheels and wheelchairs and other bits. But you know, I, I always come from my own perspective. I quite like that. It's funny because there's so much talk about GPT, and I mean, anyone that knows me, I wrote a book called The Robot Proof Recruiter, so you can imagine what I think of it. Um, but <laughs> I'm just like, it's not real. It's like the polished PR videos that we had back in the day that nobody believed. Everyone wants the real, like there's the real you doing this. They can be fun, don't get me wrong, but they don't want them so polished they're not believable. And I feel like it's like posts if you really write it and it's genuinely your emotions that people really resonate with that. It's true, um, but I might I might say something a bit controversial here. <laughs> oh God! Don't tell me you use GPT and I've fallen for it. Yeah, I believed all of your posts. No, I am. Um, so for first two years on LinkedIn, well, for the majority of time on my LinkedIn, I yeah. wrote the posts myself, um, yeah. and they're all generally mine. But per yeah. post. Sometimes it'll take me 30 to 45 minutes per post. Right. And with everything I'm doing and it doesn't look like. Now. No, 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 wait, listen, listen, <laughs> listen, wait. Let me finish first before you judge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the judgment's there. If we did no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so it's not very sustainable and there's a lot of things yeah. going on behind the scenes. So. What I've been doing now is I have been using ChatGPT, but only as a template that I change okay. to my own wording. I don't just use ChatGPT and stick it up because yeah, that, that wouldn't feel right mm. for me to do. But I use it more of as a template now. And that 40 minutes has now been cut to 20, 10 minutes now where I can get my okay. thoughts out. But it's uh, just gives me, yeah, oh, saves me reading time. your old posts and seeing if I believe them. <laughs> They're all real, trust me. <laughs> I mean, if you, you you wouldn't know when I started using it or not because I still keep it authentic. So yeah, I, I think that's the really important part. My other concern is, um, I, I spoke at We Are Developers, and Tim Berners Lee spoke. He gave the keynote, and he's saying 
that our personal information isn't ring-fenced, it isn't safe. So, like, if you're putting your intellectual property in and there, where's it go? And that's my worry. If it's creating, yes. you're using a template and then you're rewording it, mm, maybe that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, We're what's next? As you, as, you, as you, I've seen you've had ext- extraordinary growth on there with your, you know, I mean, so obviously there's people are wanting to hear your story and wanting to hear so that they know what they can do. I mean, I know until I dated a double amputee, until I had that experience, I didn't understand how inaccessible everything was, for example. So is that your plan? Is that your future? Keep using the videos. What's what's your ultimate dream? What's Isaac 2.0? Ooh, that's a, that's a good point because um, there was a stage where, so again, going through this journey, um, there was a stage where I didn't really have, um, I've, no, I've, sorry, let's start again. There's a point, sorry, I was thinking of like so many things there. Um, That's okay. I, I'm now going with like going with the flow um, mm-hmm. and allowing me to have a bit more of an open mind about mm-hmm. different things. And I've got, and because of that, I've got involved in things that I never really would think I would ever get involved in. And I've taken a step to get out of my comfort zone. Um, mm-hmm. For example, you know, one being London Fashion Week. Modeling was never. Yes, I saw that. Yes. Yeah. Tell me more. How did that come about? Uh, well, thanks to LinkedIn, it all happened actually. Wow. Um, yeah, so I got reached out from uh, adaptive clothing brand Unhidden, and they saw what I was doing with wheels and wheelchairs, and yeah, it got me to do modeling and adaptive clothing because uh, you know adaptive you clothing. You like you really, really loved that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's a very interesting space to be in. Um, you you've lo- you learn a lot about the community and the fashion space mm. and how that's not very. I mean, it's, it involves a lot of drama and uh, a lot of um, craziness behind the scenes. But the, yeah, I think overall it's it's something that's worth talking about and really showing because clothing is one of those things where people dispute is on how much choice. So, you know, mm. trying to change that narrative is good, but it does come with this craziness, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's a huge facade, isn't it? That, you know, thinking mm-hmm. of earlier when you were talking about the celebrities and thinking that they have these great relationships, but of course, of course they don't. They have ups and downs like everybody does. Absolutely, but that, yes. That facade that's being created. So have you found your inner happy or you, is that a work in progress? Because, of course, that's, that's the thing that will make you happy. Inner Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> the inner Isaac. Um, inner Isaac. Uh, <laughs> that's really cool, actually. It should have a hashtag. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to take it. Um, yeah. And I'm going to paint in it, and it's mine now. So, um, no. <laughs> random lady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think I yeah, have one. <laughs> I'm going to work that in there somewhere. <laughs> Isaac and his random ladies. Um, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, I can see it now. <laughs> Bold headlines. No. So what's next? Come on. <laughs> Tell me yeah. what's next. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, let me answer your first question first. Um, uh, so 
Um, well, that's got to be part of it, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's so internal happiness. I mean, yeah, I feel I'm at that point now. And, you know, t- t- these past couple of days I've been learning, I've been going back on the track of uh, mind and thoughts and learning about that again. So it's nice to refresh the the, mem- the yeah, what I've learned before and learn it yeah. again. So yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, it's a work in progress, but I feel like I am there, and I it, I'm a lot more always, mindful now as well. I mean, it's it's always a work in progress. I've done twelve years, you know, I've worked with people for twelve years to overcome my my childhood trauma, and I still will catch myself now having mm. a thought pattern, and you're like, what am I thinking about that for? Like, rip the handbrake on. <laughs> Let's just reset that <laughs> thought pattern, and it it's, yes. it takes work. It's yes, it's it not does. as easy. It's not an easy process, but the fact it's you're doing overnight. it is just—it's—it's life changing. So. Oh, absolutely, yes, yeah, totally new perspective on things, and it's really allowed me to, yeah, see things in a whole different light. Yeah, which is cool. So, if people wanted to get in touch with you to discover more about you, is there somewhere they go other than LinkedIn? Obviously, <laughs> do you have a website <laughs> as well? I don't. I don't have a website, um, oh. but I do mainly on LinkedIn. I do have Instagram, but I don't really post there as much. But you can follow me at, at I am Isaac Harvey. Um, and Wheels and Wheelchairs is something I'm trying to post more about and what we're doing. And What are you doing? Tell us more about that. Uh, so we've just taken part in the Berlin Marathon and we're looking Oh, to... so that's what I saw when the... So yes. You... You're in the wheelchair with all these people on rollerblades. Is that right? That's correct. That's correct. It did yeah, look yeah. crazy fun. Oh, it is. It's amazing. I mean, it's allowed me to skate in Istanbul, Paris. It's just like wow. it's something I never thought I'd ever get involved in, but it's such a great community to be a part of. Actually, so what, when you travel, I can't imagine what Istanbul was like. That must have been challenging. What's it, the country it, that... Well, actually, what city, if you let's go city, has made it the easiest for you? I bet it's not the London. easiest. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I mean, give me that ooh, feeling of independence. Definitely London now. Okay. London now is really good. I mean, I can now go to a train station and they help me onto the train, call a person, mm-hmm. ahead, call the station ahead that I'm coming, and then. They help me with the lifts and things. So that's, that's uh, yeah. London's a lot better than it was. It's still not perfect, but it's come a long right. way. It's come a long way, and I'm very grateful. There's a lot for of that. gutters without dishes in them, so that you can just wheel off. <laughs> that was one of the biggest thing I noticed was that when I was dating Swifty, I hadn't clocked that you can't just wheel off, because mm. like, we don't think about it. That's the exactly. that's why it's yeah, so yeah. it's so that's why you have to speak up. It's yeah. not fair because the, the burden should be on us, not on you, but we just don't see it. It's literally just like. But I also believe, you know, if you, if you don't, if people don't know something, then they don't know. So, you know, yeah. that's why it's good to learn these things. Um, and now a qu- quick story. It's just yeah. a funny one. In um, America, so I've been to America a couple of times. Um, and so here in, here in England, we get on the bus and then I just put the chair in the, in the wheelchair space and then mm-hmm. the driver just drives off. When I went to America for the first time, I, we were getting, this was in Ohio and yeah. we we're going to get a bus to 
from the airport to the main uh, Cincinnati. Um, yeah. So we go onto the bus. Um, it was kind of like a really different way of doing it. So it like had a lift up onto the bus, going to the wheelchair space, and the driver comes out of his seat. And I'm thinking, oh, gosh, what have I done? You know, what's, what's, <laughs> Did I do what? that wrong? I haven't reversed in right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The driver came and he yeah. clamped the chair in and put a, a belt over me. And I thought, wow, you know, it really keeps the chair safe. And I thought, no way that would happen in London. No one would have the uh, patience to wait for Hold them. on, people. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. You can just roll down the aisle. <laughs> I mean, I, I reckon London, I mean, bless them. What an awful job to drive a bus in London. But I swear they go, oh, look, there's someone walking down the stairs. That's a good time to hit the brakes. But there's no way they're going to care about you and your wheelchair. <laughs> I swear they do it on purpose because they can see. Yeah, the canopy, right? yeah. They've got to have their entertainment because it's such a horrible job. <laughs> and nobody talks to them. And then if you do, they grunt at you because you talk to them. So it's like, they, you can't win. Yeah, I always say <laughs> oh, thank that's, you. That's that's actually, yeah, that's really cool. They strapped you in there. Yeah, I mean, it was something I've never obviously seen before. I thought it was, yeah. Really How cool. do you say thank you? What do you do? Roll to the front. Uh, they just ignore you. I've tried. You never get off the back door. <laughs> no, uh, well, what I do is either I shout thank you before I get off or I go to the front and then just give the driver a nod and they Aww. sometimes acknowledge it. Okay, I'm going to try harder. <laughs> I actually avoid getting on the bus, but I'll try harder. <laughs> I always I always have this little moment when the train's coming into the train station though instead of like being a bit of an idiot I always really like waving at the driver <laughs> I just stop myself every time and think oh it's just like this inner child comes out and wants to play ah <laughs> oh, well thank you so much for all of that um I yes. will put all the links in the podcast notes etc and on my website so that we can link to your wheels was that Wheels for Wheelchairs or the other way around? <laughs> wheels and Wheelchairs. Wheels and Wheelchairs. Because uh, that's yeah. really cool. And obviously your LinkedIn profile so everyone can find you. But thank you so much. Yes, thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Thank you for tuning in to Beyond the Damage of Words. How brave, how vulnerable. All to inspire listeners like you to take a step or inspire others to take a step. Imagine what healing we could create if we normalise this conversation. So please pass this on and of course subscribe so we can do just that. Until next time, thank you.